this is Rick Stoner. In today's podcast, Christian from Bitcoin Magazine joins me to discuss the Miami Conference, Bitcoinization, and Bitcoin Mass Adoption. This podcast is a delight to record and listen to. Please join me and my guest in one of the most interesting crypto conversations I've had this year. Remember to like, subscribe, and share. And that's how a renaissance starts, right? This, the books, the artwork, the store, the, the encryption, the secrecy, the money. Okay, before, before we go there, I would like you to tell everybody who you are, Christian, and where you work. So, because we haven't had any introductions. Yeah, man. So, uh, CK, uh, Rick Stoner, I work at Bitcoin Magazine. Uh, and BTC Inc. We put on the Bitcoin conference, which I don't know when this podcast is going out is happening in eight days from today. Um, and man, I have the best job in the world. I, I get to just Bitcoin all the time and I get to work for uh, the ultimate Bitcoin only company. And talking about the Bitcoin renaissance, we just published a book with Alan Farrington uh, titled Bitcoin is Venice, uh, which is a collection of his essays uh, and I'm really proud of it personally. And I think that Bitcoin is going to unlock the new renaissance. And that's what BTC Inc. is all about in Bitcoin Magazine is we're trying to expedite hyper-Bitcoinization. Just look real quick, see if I have any other questions on Bitcoin. Okay, so uh, Bitcoin Magazine has been around since 2012. Yeah, man. So this is actually our uh, our 10 years of existence. Uh, we're going to be celebrating our 10-year birthday uh, at the Bitcoin conference uh, in Miami, too. So uh, we've been around since 2012, the original Bitcoin media company. And uh, we're actually co-founded by Vitalik Buterin. So uh, he is obviously uh, the, the prince of Ethereum. Uh, but Bitcoin Magazine and BTC Inc. is, is Bitcoin only, really. And uh, uh, you know, it, we're happy to uh, to continue to represent and legitimize the the Bitcoin counterculture. Okay, and then and how would you describe how Bitcoin Magazine was it and and just also um, for us to know and for listeners to know, Bitcoin Magazine is an online only publication. Uh, if I'm wrong, correct me. And then just a little bit of how it was established or if there's anything about any little story that we could hear about that, how the whole thing got established and put together and now is here for 10 years. Yeah, well, so uh, we are actually not an online only publication. Uh, we have now 23 um, issues of the Bitcoin magazine in print. Uh, the first one was published in 2012. So it actually started with the print issue, uh, Vitalik, Mihai, and co, uh, you know, broke uh, Bitcoiners, early Bitcoiners trying to sell, um, you know, Bitcoin media. Uh, David Bailey, the CEO of BTC Inc., uh, formerly known as BTC Media, uh, he had a magazine also, it was called Why Bitcoin, which was kind of like an introduction to Bitcoin. Uh, and... 
Uh, I believe in 2013, David had the opportunity to buy Bitcoin Magazine from Vitalik. So he bought it, um, continued to produce the, the print magazines, uh, and, uh, and eventually spun up BitcoinMagazine.com. Uh, the print, the physical magazine has had, you know, kind of its hiatuses. Uh, but it is back in full force. We're doing it every single quarter. Uh, we relaunched it with the El Salvador edition this past fall. Uh, and we just, uh, we actually just announced the To the Moon edition of the Bitcoin magazine. So that is the Q2 edition of this mag. And uh, we have a Q3 coming very soon. So um, every quarter, there's a new Bitcoin magazine in print. And every single day, there are amazing, amazing Bitcoin articles and news articles and uh, market analysis happening on BitcoinMagazine.com, which you announced and already mentioned earlier. Now, um, where where can we get a copy of the paperback on this? Yeah, no, great question. And, uh, you know, I can tell from your accent that you're a Canadian, but uh, the, the print is actually printed in Canada, in Quebec, uh, and you can get it at Barnes and Nobles, uh, or you can go to Bitcoin Magazine's online store and subscribe. You can also purchase a bunch of Bitcoin and Bitcoin Magazine swag uh, on that store. Uh, and you can uh, get Legacy Magazine. So you can go get the first edition or you can get the whole collection. So uh, a lot of cool stuff on the store. And that's where you can get the print magazine. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, uh, I was dwelling right there um, off to something because you're like, take a stab at Canada. Okay. It's actually <clears throat> pronounced Quebec. <laughs> That's it is actually fascinating that you guys do all your publications through there. That place is a like incredible Bitcoin zone. There, when I went there, everybody's there's crypto, everything going on in that place. Paul states of crypto. Um, real quick, not off topic, but I see you guys ran um, a story about the Canadian uh, Prime Minister candidate making appeals to Bitcoiners or talking about Bitcoin. This is really fascinating. It's a politician talking about crypto. Yeah, how do you feel about uh, Pierre? Um, hmm. Political bias question. Hmm. I think he probably feels really soft if he uses um, natural soap. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we cover um, at Bitcoin Magazine, we try to cover every story about Bitcoin, period. So that's the goal. Um, so, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of posturing by politicians around Bitcoin these days. So uh, it tends to make its way into the headlines. But, you know, with that being said, you know, I think in general, Bitcoiners, you know, obviously need to be uh, <laughs> vigilant. Uh, with who they endorse and there's mm -hmm. going to be a lot of people who go for the the cheap i like bitcoin you should vote for me you know angle of course well now this is interesting absolutely um that's that's exactly what i was trying to spawn up that kind of a question i believe in bitcoin vote for me i believe in bitcoin she believes bit her bitcoin believe in her votes to bitcoin what bitcoin oh oh are we about to have like twitter politicians reinvented with crypto Oh, that crypto politician. Oh, that one's a... We need to...
got one or or what the confusion that is about to come and 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 to see candidates use it as um a way to gain votes i never even thought of that like I, i've dwelled upon that over the years um but it's actually starting to happen and and you saying in the way that you did i think it's actually going to be um part of the overhead of campaigns you could be very right where Polivier, he might campaign and part of his campaign might be very focused towards a few moments about bitcoin i just don't know if he understands what's going to happen or what we all don't understand what's going to happen uh man uh i don't think anyone could understand what's going to happen and i think that there's a long history of hardcore bitcoin insiders that have a lot of Bitcoin who are very wrong about what's going to happen the whole way. Uh, so my prediction is that continues. I'm as soon as any politician is talking about Bitcoin in a positive element, positive atmosphere, and they're not saying, oh, Bitcoin, oh, um, more more red tape more taxation on it more this more oh it's pollution you know as long as they're not running down that karen train i'm okay with it if they're going and saying bitcoin is the answer to showing transparency and on not only the po population i was going to say the pollution but the politicians themselves when the governance system that is governing over top of all of us right now that's only being regulated with um paper and SQL databases that can be skewed, tampered with, changed. Once everything goes into blockchain, it's going to legitimize governments even more so. We're going to be able to watch what they do. Now, I don't like to tell government officials that very much because, you know, they're going to be like, oh, no, we're not going to be able to cheat this. Well, that's what Bitcoin corrects. And then another topic that you go uh, and you've posted, and I've looked, and I, I was really interested in it as well is if bitcoin goes then freedom goes i i have a very strong feeling about the same thing that bitcoin is creating um an openness and freedom freedom of uh of of, of expression freedom of person freedom of transport of the money freedom of you can change anybody's life you want right if you want to change somebody's life and you see that they're having a hard life on the other side of the world now ck you can send them a thousand dollars or whatever you need to do and in a matter of minutes we could never do that before that's that's the true freedom now what happens if they take this away from us then we go back to using regulated paper dollars that have a minting function yeah i mean ultimately you know it's so funny who's who's the guy from uh, uh eric adams from new york you know he's one of those like you know classic case of like i like bitcoin vote for me but how can you like bitcoin and then simultaneously say that you don't like proof of work right how can like those two things don't fit together so i'm glad that you're getting paid in bitcoin and you're converting your paycheck to bitcoin but like ultimately like you know if you want to change the day debate if you want to change how the system works if you want to do different things to the consensus like you're going to meet some very staunch and sour um pushback uh and 
things might get ugly. All of a sudden, you know, I like Bitcoin, vote for me, people might not like Bitcoin so much anymore. So I do think that we have to hold these candidates accountable. Um, but with that being said, like I've seen some real pro Bitcoin people, at least in the US, uh, you know, uh, Pierre, he seems to be posturing with the right people. Um, but it's it's way too early to tell, way too early to tell. You, it sounds like you've been around the block too. So maybe you have some strong opinions. And I fully like agree that without Bitcoin, there is no freedom. There's, there's two tracks for the world right now. There is... Uh, we we all get cattle herded into the government databases and we live when inside of either the US or China's or someone else's centralized database or we don't with bitcoin and crypto that's it those are <laughs> so it's it's either the gulags and and the uh and serfdom or there is uh the digital high seas those are the only two options for the future I'm not sure if I understand that exactly. Could you elaborate a little bit more? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just kind of trying to play on to this, uh, the, the article that was published, which is an op-ed talking about it's either Bitcoin or it, it's either um, without Bitcoin, there's no freedom. So uh, I agree with that. Yes, is that, yes. you know, without, without Bitcoin as this kind of digital freedom, uh, the other option is, is we we're going to get herded into these CBDC wall gardens. Oh, that's an understatement. Um, just a, a shout out to the author that was Andrew. Now let's see if I get this right. Thervalis. Did I get that right? I don't know. I hope <laughs> we have so many people who write for Bitcoin magazine. <laughs> it's incredible. Okay. Okay. So you don't know every single author there, but a shout out to him. That's I'm like, totally love this subject material that you guys are covering in bitcoin magazine i believe we actually pull your rs feed um it's one of the one of the cooler news feeds that there is out there um now there's another topic that you have have on there and i'm like really interested in it because i think it's driving towards this mass adoption and that is that the energy sector looks like they're about to mine Bitcoin with excess gas, sour gas. I know a lot about this function. Um, I did a, uh, a podcast with another individual who is all running all the top of all of this kind of stuff or right at the forefront of it. This looks like it's going to happen in a big way. I'm like, not many people understand it. What do you what do you make of the energy sector coming into mine Bitcoin? Does that make energy worth more for all of us then? Does that make everything worth more for all of us? Why do the big guys get to make crazy inflation on Bitcoin? Why should that happen? And how could we combat it um, if we could? Well, the no one gets to make inflation on Bitcoin. So, um, but the no, big guys I mean, can mine it all they want. The inflation. Uh, yeah, can you explain that a little bit more? Everything, I don't get it. As Bitcoin continues in adoption, we're going to watch um, fiat dollars fail all over the world. While that happens, we're going to be paying, you're going to be paying $30 for a four liter jug of milk eventually or a gallon. Yep. Um, everything, That's everything, not because yeah. those dollars are, paper dollars are worthless. The governments have been, they have a minting function, right? They, they can sit there and mint, oh, we got to mint up a hundred trillion, press the button. 
right? A lot of cryptos that we we jokingly say, <laughs> yeah, minting function, right? When you look at a contract on a on a smart chain and tokenization, if they have a minting function, you're like, oh, they can just mint more coins whenever they want. Well, that's what the government does. They have a minting function. They shouldn't have that minting function. That's what's broken about the world's money. They took all the silver and the gold away from everybody, and then they gave us paper money. Now nobody knows if it's worth anything, because I don't know if it is. Actually, I don't believe it is worth much. Well, I mean, it, it is worth something. Uh, I think Safedine just uh, released uh, the Fiat Standard, and he talks about the network that Fiat built and like the velocity of paper money and the ability of paper money to go digital. But obviously, the, all those things have a cost. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I 100%. Well, I'm not sure if that ever happens, does it? What do you mean? Like the ideology behind a paper dollar is it has some emperor's picture on it and you flip it over on the other side and it says um, whatever and in cult that you have to trust. And then when you look at that bill, it says the name of the country all over it. Now, that fiat money is yeah. highly guarded with very odd things. Like, you know, when the world jumped out of coinage and we went to printed notes first and then we moved into bills that transition wasn't for people who are historians about numismatics that's not a very good thing that happened then they could just write down on so paper, yeah hey this is worth as much as silver and then they took the silver away and then then what is it worth so that's what i sure. mean they, they yeah. actually trick society into becoming the most poor society <laughs> we've ever seen in a modern day and age and then here's bitcoin it doesn't have a picture on it doesn't have a, a a back face on it you know where i'm now no 100 no 100 and you know again we're here for the revolution we're here for the evolution we're here for the separation of money and state we're here for the uh the real like indistinguishable human rights that are enforced by the bitcoin blockchain and cryptography that anyone can permissionlessly access uh, by spinning up a wallet and tapping into the Bitcoin network. Uh, so that is what is happening across the globe. And, you know, I, I like to bring this example, Rick, and I, I tell people, you know, do you know why Google beat the crap out of Yahoo and every other search engine competitor at the time? Yeah, that is a tricky question. Now, if I was like, this was like for $10,000, I might get this exact right, but I'd probably just blow the whole thing wrong. I want to say it was because <laughs> of a really good method of watching the day and times of the events that were going on and the internet and technology was trending with younger crowds and it spread through university crowds quickest and somehow that made it catch on and people just just stopped using Yahoo and people stopped using, what's the other one we used to use? There was a really big one, Asta La Vista. Right? Alta do, you Vista do, you remember ask, do you remember Ask Jeeves? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, that one's gone too. Right? Naming base, but I don't know the real reason yeah, at all. So no, I, I can tell you the reason. So Yahoo in particular, um, but all of these prior, they were employing people to try to index the internet. So like Yahoo had rooms of analysts that are sitting there parsing through the internet, uh, 
trying to index it, trying to curate this like almost like yellow pages style directory of the internet. And what Google did differently than every other competitor in the like quote unquote search engine space was they, they actually built uh, an algorithm to do that. So they built the the key uh, they they built the page rank algorithm and they invented keywords and and track and and ranking based on keywords uh, and that's SEO today is based on that initial automation that was previously being done manually. Uh, so what Google did, you know, like two, three, four engineers did with an algorithm, you know, Yahoo, a massively VC uh, funded company at the time, you know, was doing with like hundreds of workers effectively. And that's what Bitcoin is doing to central banking. Um, and that's what the printing press did to the clergy in terms of distributing, you know, the religious doctrine. Uh, so mm-hmm. I-, I think Bitcoin is the printing press of finance, of finance and money. Uh, it's going to separate government from from the money printer and take away that money printer that you think they should not have. Bitcoin does takes that away, and uh, ultimately the end result is people who are way more financially literate because you know God knows that literally no one in the Western world you know is even remotely financially literate. You make some really, really great points. I mean, like that the whole cycle of everything, it was inevitable that our technology leads to our discovery of a new gold and the principles behind it. And then looking at old school principles and going, well, I'm not so sure that your money's worth money because you see my mining farm here it's worth a lot of money and I could sell it right now for a lot of money and it makes money and oh oh you have government fans making power oh those won't ROI ever for their whole entire life oh and oh and they're built out of such strong material that you can never destroy them and break them down oh and they're actually worth three times more than what wow that was smart government I'd like to know your engineer not really you know what i mean like there's so many stupid things going on in the earth if we don't keep pressing and making crypto more stupid things will keep happening so the way you you articulated this so well and the way that you know the like let's call it the fancy schmancy scientific bullshit way of saying it is that there's massive misallocation of capital that's happening and misappropriation you know and I mean, I call it clown world. You know, we live in this clown world where the incentives are messed up. Like, I personally think that humans will generally try to be good and do what's in their best interest. Every individual tries to be good and does what's in their best interest. And right now the incentives are clowny as hell. They're clowny as hell, both on an economic perspective from like a, a business level, all the way in a country level, all the way down to the individual. And it just, it the way that that kind of, instrumentalizes itself is it's really weird man and and i think it's going to keep getting clownier so that's what i'm trying to tell you like bitcoiners need to prepare themselves because some of us might not make it through this process well you're you're not kidding i i have like um i'm not kidding man like (laughs) i teach to people i know you're not i've watched it this last time it just chews them up spits them out and then i'm like oh like just go buy some doge then next time and don't listen to anybody and when you make 20,000 sell it 
and then enjoy your life and then wait again and then take 10,000 buy Bitcoin next time and then wait and then but people don't get it they're they're caught up in this very weird hype cycle well i want to make a comment about the clown thing so america set off nuclear weapons right on in land uh, in a, and took photographs wedding photographs behind atomic blasts for a number of years want to talk about wasting money most people don't I'm, really seem to understand I'm, I'm i'm unfamiliar with that to be honest you're unfamiliar i'm unfamiliar with uh all of the all like i know that there's testing of nuclear weapons for for world war ii purposes but anything outside of that i have no idea rick is taking notes like wow complete idiot <laughs> knows nothing about history no, the the no, no, no. It's, it's, I'm, a lot of people don't know that you're, the government's not yours, but the government, it, it, they tested nuclear weapons as like a fanatical uh, circus clown thing where people in nuclear city or whatever, I think Los Angeles will used to be called nuclear city or nuke city. And then they named it to Los Angeles. Um, and there's, if you go looking around pictures, there's wedding parties standing in front of the nuclear blast and taking a picture. That was the, that was the thing to do. Get yourself taking a picture in front of a, a mushroom cloud. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> so like, right. I'm going to have to look when that they up. Put up big, when they put up big, huge fans in the air and then they, they cost too much and they never really help society. That doesn't surprise people, does it? And that's a misappropriation. Mm -hmm. And I think that we'll all be able to work on stopping it. And what I talk about a lot for, for Bitcoin is it's redistribution of wealth. Like never before. Now young geniuses might become rich, wealthy. And then as long as they don't spoil themselves by grabbing a Lamborghini, driving too fast and hurting themselves, and they take that smart mind and they work towards changing and improving life for everybody, none of this is going to go to waste. That's that's kind of my only thing. I don't I don't like um, watching wastefulness happen. Watching young lives, yeah, um, get hurt because well, they don't understand the world and the time. You know, it's one so time. So I I one hundred percent agree with your sentiment. And uh, a lot of Bitcoiners talk about how fiat money in instrumentalizes short term thinking, and hard money instrumentalizes long term thinking. So. Uh, I really do think that if you give young people responsibility, if you give them permissionless access to cash and earning on the internet via Bitcoin and crypto, that they will. And they they do uh, make enormous amounts of value and enormous amount of money. Uh, and, you know, some of them will be idiots, but a lot of them will change the world for the greater. Um, and I think that that's just going to continue, man. I'm like, I, I'm so bullish on permissionless access that Bitcoin enables both through mining and energy production and with, you know, hey, you can create value on the internet and accept money. It doesn't matter who you are, what you look like, or how old you are. Uh, so I'm about, I think we're going to see some uh, some really young millionaires because of Bitcoin. And I'm, I'm not saying like people who bought no, early. I'm saying people who, who earned Bitcoin as young people. Yes. Yeah, that even 10 years from now, we could see another big dramatic change again. Like history is, history's changing before us for sure, right now. 
money is changing. Um, you know, let's 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 talk about world topic here, like um, Russia being cut off a SWIFT network, and and what does this mean for Bitcoin adoption? Yeah, so this is such an important topic, Rick. Um, what I the way that I frame this is that at every stage of Bitcoin adoption, the people who were who like had the previous knowledge to even understand what Bitcoin was and 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 see that it was interesting, the level of priming that you need gets less and less. So, like, let's just put this into context, right? So in 2009, when Satoshi drops a white paper on the, the cypherpunk mailing list, you literally have to be a cypherpunk in order to get this thing. Like that's the priming that you need, right? In 2022, the priming that you need is to either be Russian, Ukrainian, or Canadian, right? Like... Like if you are a, in any way a right-wing leaning Canadian, like you've been primed. If you live in Ukraine, you've been primed. If you live in Russia, you've been primed. And the entire West is seeing this in real time. So, you know, when I got into Bitcoin, I was in, it was 2017 and I was into personal finance and, uh, and investing. And uh, I was a little bit into libertarianism. So I was ready to kind of see the pieces were coming together. There's enough podcasts out there for me to listen to, 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 you know, put the pieces together. Uh, but now it's, it's not much, it's really not much. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, what does this mean for Bitcoin? Like Bitcoin's a numbers game. How many people know about Bitcoin? How many people value Bitcoin? How many people trust Bitcoin to put their value into Bitcoin? <laughs> well, this makes that number go up. Okay, just um, make sure I have myself corrected, just in case I said that wrong. Um, it's nuclear tourism, and it was in the 50s, and it was out of Las Vegas. Crazy topics on that. Okay, so um, petrodollar, the Russian rupee, or I'm, I'm not sure if I said that right. Things the ruble. Are... Ruble, ruble, thank you. Yeah, the rupee is in India. Right. Rupees, and rupees. China is the Ramimbi, so all this shit sounds the same. Yeah, well, it'll be better when it's like sounds like Bitcoin. Okay, now we have these countries selling energy to each other through oil, and oil has been mostly traded with the American dollar. I think we call it and we nickname it petrodollar. Now, some of my analysts, um in the financial industry are saying this looks like there is going to be huge problems for petrodollar. So what could be happening now is American dollar is going to start squeezing all the way back to its own country and use less around the world. That poises a lot of very interesting instances, a lot of weird topics, new things are going to start happening. Um, South America. I I know I, haven't thought of this yet, but I, I would assume that that paper money is going to come back in probably through South America. And I could see maybe some stabilization and US dollar taking even a heavier presence in South America, which could cause huge inflation in their currency. So we could see stuff like the peso die first, 
some of these other dollars get wiped out completely out of these other countries as Bitcoin is adopting and removing the even heavy. So basically what I'm getting at is the most highly inflated currencies are going to be the ones we see. Basically, they're just going to relinquish them. They're going to give a date and say, that's it. Turn it into the banks. After that date, it's no longer legal tender. We're a cryptocurrency in American dollar here in North America. And now, now that, that back to the question here, the destabilization of SWIFT network, American dollar, and a trade for oil and energy. This, this appears to me like what is going on right now, the fuel going up in price. That's not really the fuel going up in price. That's America dollar not being accepted for oil in a lot of foreign countries right now. And really weird things are upon us. And we won't, we're, I mean, analysts like yourself, myself, we're going to be sitting watching for the next few months to really be able to give a good um, opinion on it. So uh, I don't know if I necessarily agree with the picture that you just painted, um, but I do agree that the petrodollar as it was before, where it was the only, the dollar was the only way to buy oil globally, that is now over, that is dead. Uh, and we are now entering into a multi-currency multi you can use multiple currencies to acquire major commodities especially and in particularly oil uh so that is the new realm and personally i am bullish on bitcoin in that realm i think okay. bitcoin will compete extremely effectively in a world where there's actually currency competition on the energy producer level for except for for you know selling them for energy markets so i was I'm super bullish yeah so i'm super I'm bullish on bitcoin in that front that answer, but right because then bitcoin is gonna be bitcoin could be the new and it makes more sense wouldn't how would do you want to buy a tanker full of oil with us dollars and you're gonna need like four semi loads of us dollars to pay for it and then it's gonna get or would you rather pay for it with bitcoin it's a little less weight you know I mean, also on, on the on the backside, you want that digital currency, you want those reserves unfreezable and in your custody. And Bitcoin offers that in a way that everyone now knows very obviously the Western system does not offer. I would uh, challenge you, Rick, think about the, what America, so people say like America with the petrodollar system shipped, had, had, was shipping out dollars. But the reality is that America was shipping out a property rights system that worked. Like people could safely use dollars and know that they weren't going to be diluted and know that their country could not confiscate it from them and that there's safety in dollars, there's trust in dollars, right? That is over. So more than the petrodollar system is over and Russia moving away from that, these sanctions there's, and these, these uh, confiscations of Russian wealth um and personal attacks you know not saying that they're they're warranted or unwarranted but what they are proving to the world is that there is no longer safety in dollars the the dollar system is at the whim of nato and the us and you know if you want safety in 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 property you have to look elsewhere and here's where bitcoin comes into play bitcoin is a decentralized computer network that also is offering property rights. And guess what? It's actually uncensorable. 
it, it's it's actually better than what the U.S. used to ship out because it, it's a decentralized network. It has no head. It is not attached to any nation state. So nation states can adopt it, and individuals in nation states and rogue actors and people at the margins can adopt it, knowing that they're not supporting anyone else. They're not opting into anyone else. They're just opting into Bitcoin. So uh, I, I think that and then you tie that into the obviously the mining aspect is ties Bitcoin directly into energy. Like, you know, it, it's hilarious when you look, I'm a Bitcoiner. I, I would say I'm a strong Bitcoiner. Uh, I, I would uh, I would not generally characterize myself as a maximalist, but, you know, I think people should be able to do whatever they want and there's freedom to invest in whatever you want. But I do think that when you hear people who are into altcoin investment theses, talk about how proof of work is this issue like that just is immediately is a red flag they don't get it because proof of work is the innovation and bitcoin being tied to energy is what makes bitcoin the the best contender for becoming the next world currency becoming the next uh global reserve in the basis of you know how humans communicate value in the future uh so i think gold has always been attached to energy the reason the dollar worked is because it was attached to gold and then and then oil and here comes bitcoin and bitcoin's just attached to energy generation more generally which makes it even better i i i love your answer there um not a lot of people talk like that or s say bitcoin is attached to energy i've you know been podcasting a lot of years um i've called it an energy credit before um that people aren't we're only just beginning to understand what it is and and we're only just beginning to understand that the governments have basically they screwed it all up they did um you can go back and uh, don't want to go they screwed it they screwed it up for us <laughs> this isn't the first time there was a time a long time ago when this dude his name was jesus and he went in a market and he was flipping tables over government has done this over and over and it's been shown through the dawn of time. It's been written about in text, right? It, it it's everywhere. Rick, it is known. And it is known <laughs> here again. Yeah. So uh, I I think that establishment having money attached to energy, that actually puts us in a really interesting scenario, doesn't it? It it makes us start questing for energy, which is maybe the answer to the universe, right? If we can find a little battery the size of my cell phone that powers a whole town and that can't blow up and kill everybody, that's that's something else. That's something that's what we humanity we've been kind of misled with saying, oh, you need to be an equestrian or a hockey player or a skier. No, actually being a scientist or an innovator or an invention isn't such a bad thing either, is it? And we need these inventions now. We need to the more energy we can produce at a better rate, the more food we can produce at lower costs. There's so much to this. Look, Bitcoin's forcing the evolution of us. I've, I've kind of wondered, I call Bitcoin the virus sometimes, the good virus though, right? It, it, I got it something consumes. for you, Rick. Oh yeah, sorry. No, you go for it. I apologize. You, no, you were no, about uh, to just go. No, no, no you, you, talk. Yeah, you, you go ahead. No, no, I insist. You, you were on a roll and I'm, I'm sorry. Well, it, it's, it's just there to consume, right? It, uh, the, the only other thing that I've noticed is that while um, using Bitcoin ATMs, 
And then if you take huge gains, you bring your gains to an ATM and you take out those dollars and then you buy stuff with those dollars. What is going on there? You know, am I eliminating some of the fiat and circulation? I'm recirculating. I'm making fiat appear at a magical nowhereness from Bitcoin. And then I'm buying real world goods with it and putting it back into this. Did I just cause some inflation? <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not sure, but it feels well, I love I love Bitcoin ATMs because effectively what they allow you to do is turn Bitcoin into a fiat bank account. So you have Bitcoin or any other crypto that's supported. Bitcoin's the most liquid, so it's the best one. But you can have a Bitcoin balance and then you can go to an ATM and you can sell your Bitcoin for fiat on the spot, aka get fiat and then uh buy buy the stuff so what's happening is you know a market you know is made by the atm company you can sell your fiat your bitcoin there or you can buy bitcoin there aka with deposit it into your bitcoin you know savings account um or bank account and it's amazing you see these atms are super super successful in areas that are historically underbanked or areas that are unbanked or areas that have a lot of minorities because guess what the fiat system is racist um and they bitcoin's permissionless they can just go to the atm they can deposit their all their cash or the, deposit their check and then they get uh bitcoin they can take that into their wallet um and it's just totally badass and the best way to think about this rick is like here's the fiat system it's like this horrible dying frankenstein okay and then here's the Bitcoin system and the, the crypto system. And that is like this virgining young thing. And us in the first world and us who are crypto native, we have the privilege and benefit of arbitraging between these two systems, right? So we can save in crypto and spend in fiat, or we can accept crypto and or we can accept fiat and then you know and then deposit it into crypto whatever there's so there's all these different combinations you can use crypto back credit cards and you know crypto back loans and uh, crypto rewards cards and all this kind of stuff um and that lets you arbitrage between these systems but ultimately what's happening is we're shuttling value from the dying frankenstein that's the fiat system and we're putting it into bitcoin um, so, I mean, what you totally, what you brought up is, is, is totally accurate. Um, and I hope I just kind of explained more like technically how it actually happens. Yeah. The fundamentals behind it are actually really interesting. Like watching it all happen. Um, you know, sometimes I giggle about, uh, you know, I'll go buy something and, and when I buy it and I go ding and I look at the counter and I'm like, that was almost free and they're like no it wasn't i was like oh yeah i'm like if i work out what i spent on us about a penny maybe about a penny and they look at me again and they're like what i'm like bitcoin my friends bitcoin and then i just walk away i don't uh, really have much more to tell them because i can't anymore i used to try it's weird here where i am but you know, that was part of crypto, though. Crypto actually kind of like fought people in adoption areas. There's there's actually some notes on this. Another uh, influencer talks about this, how North America content or uh, continent was really kind of like anti-Bitcoin. No, where Europe, they're all like 
Bitcoin everywhere already happening. We've, we've been kept out of the path of crypto. Um, our politicians and the uh, policymakers have been scared and terrified. Rightfully so, they should be. Also, I mean, I can't, man, I can't wait. I honestly can't wait. I've, I've speculated a lot about all of this stuff. I do understand that when politicians and we go into a full crypto world, it's probably going to be crypto voting. We're going to have only the politicians that deserve to be there. And then we move into a bit of the secrecy side things. I don't, the one part is, is I don't know if we should be allowed to know when a politician goes to a store to go buy groceries or go buy things for himself. So they're going to need a degree of secrecy. Nobody's thinking about these things in the future of when we have a money that's traceable, trackable by everybody, that there's going to be things that bad can happen and good things. And we still have a lot of work to do. There's, there's I, think, so much- I think there's going to be general privacy. But I agree, there's an enormous amount of work to do. And part of it is there's going to be privacy in numbers. Like right now, there's a lot of trackability, you know, traceability to your identity because you have to go from the fiat world into the, the crypto space. And that usually requires, at least from the most convenient way, a trusted third party, which is very regulatable and they already have KYC and all this BS. But as soon as you start earning, it's going to start blowing that stuff up. Um, and I think the circular economy fixes this. And honestly, like I, we are so early, Rick, like you, it sounds like you're really early. Um, I'm not that early in the, in, in the relative terms, but I'm very early in the, the grand scheme of things. But like this, this shit is going to go up so much and it's going to change so many aspects of how the internet works and how people monetize on the internet it's not only going to change our governments and tax regimes it's going to change like borders it's going to change everything and that's why like i I think people really need to start thinking about how do i secure my stash how do i position my family safely how do we get through the transition because ish is gonna shake up and for, for a good, you know, in a good way, like Ish shook up for a while after World War One and Two, um, but ultimately it made a better world. But, you know, when you're in that time of transition, you got to slap yourself a little bit and be like, hey, OK, it's no longer peacetime. It's no longer like, you know, fairy tales and rainbows. I remember 2017, I was flying everywhere on Earth with no problem. Like, I think those days, unfortunately, are kind of over. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a big deal, man. Like hyper Bitcoinization is a big deal, and it's it's happening. It's happening in front of us, and yeah, it's gonna come back. I, and and but crypto I, people fly I, the most. But I'm just saying that, like, evolved though. I'm a I'm a bit of a tree hugger, right? Um, I see absolutely no reason for our aircraft to fly with what are they thirty four cylinder engines? Four of them, jet turbine. What blowing all that. Um, aluminum because when a motor spins there's a degree of wear and that aluminum comes out of the exhaust and lands on everybody and that's my con- and like i'm getting really concerned because now we really know what's really going on now we yep. do have boats right you could go across the ocean now but the problem is is our boat tech has been a little bit eh. they need to make something a little bit faster more streamlined and then wait a second why can't we make a low altitude um, airplane that doesn't have to fly 30,000 feet that can fly 300 meters over the ocean? 
and can land back in the ocean if it needs to go and do some more ocean, tra- you know, et cetera. We are, are like, you know, I like what you said. And after at the end of the war, we, we started innovating, we started growing and then something stopped us though, like about 20 years ago. I don't know whether it was criticism or government trying to stop everybody from criticizing them or, or, or where the, somebody broke counter Sicilical fiscal policy. Somebody did it on purpose also. And I, I think it has a lot to do with Google. Um, not, not them itself, but just people's access to information. And I, I call it Max Hedrum. There's an old movie called Max Hedrum. That people's minds are filled too much. We need to be built at a more common goal. We need to all start maybe overthinking nuclear power and thinking, wait a second, we can have um, a neutrino power is what they call it. And it's starting, we're starting to see some neutrino reactors right now. Um, totally different fundamentals than nuclear. And then, and even go beyond that, like um, me, I see in the future, North America being powered by three neutrino reactors, and we won't even need any of these other pollute, um, the other systems around anymore. We, and we need that if we're going to have an energy grid to charge all of those cars, like nobody's doing those numbers. Nobody understands. Yeah, no, I think it's uh, the, what the way I would answer what you originally framed was that. I would say that because I think you, I call that misallocate, misallocation of capital. How did you phrase it? Misappropriation. Misappropriation. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever, however you want to say it, you know, how, how can we build a, so it's like Bitcoin is the metric system for value. We currently live based on the system that we measure value based on the King's foot, AKA, whoever your central banker, you know, and their monetary policy and Bitcoin's getting us on the metric system. So like, how could we economically build a viable transportation system if we're using the King's foot to measure our capital allocation? It's impossible. Like Bitcoin is a fundamental evolution on how we're doing it right now, which is bullshit to say it frankly. And it upgrades us to sanity. So um, it's going to change the world in so many ways. Like, yeah, we're going to make better airplanes. We're going to have better governance. We're going to have better roads. We might have flying cars. Who knows? Like, who mm-hmm. effing knows? Like, we, we're probably we, not going to even begin to start knowing. I watched a dude in, um, I don't know where he was. He was in, in the Middle East somewhere pouring water into a Suzuki and he had that attached to um, uh, a pressure cooker and he was putting in um, sulfate, some sort of a rock carbon, carbonated sulfate or something into the water. And when you put that in water, it creates a reaction, which creates a, some sort of a flammable material. And then he tapped off that a little teeny um, cord. And I mean, I'm like, I just, I'm like, he put water in there in his gas tank. And then he goes through where the, the, um, right before the carburetor, there's a, a air intake and he pokes this little needle through it. And then he runs this and this flammable material and starts it up. He's running it on water, right? That's probably what's going to happen because if we go into hard times, 
invention and innovation is going to explode and because we all have these communication devices that invention explosion that that will spread around the world so the first person that discovers you can mix a little bit of milk with a bic lighter and then drop a crystal in there and then smash up a couple old iphones and boom you have like a motor that'll drive you a thousand miles that's that's going to be the next invention probably not in that I don't know. Um, your your guess is as good as mine, but I do know that there's no way we're gonna build it on fiat. And I know you're you're a tree hugger. I too love the environment. I'm a big backpacker. Uh, I've backpacked all across the U.S., especially the western part of the U.S. Um, and there's no way we solve the plagues of our current. I call it high velocity trash economy. Um, and this high velocity trash economy is destroying our, our planet. Uh, there's no way that we solve that without Bitcoin. As long as we have fiat, like fiat's how we got here, guys. Like we didn't have, we didn't create this crisis, quote unquote, on, on sound money. We did it on fiat. And until we transition to Bitcoin and sound money, like we're never gonna get out of this. There's no hope. We're just gonna keep dealing with missed expectations, with poor planning. You know, every green nation in Europe is now like begging for more gas because they're getting screwed. So um, we need we well, need to do better. It wasn't a good idea, though. Like, I mean, it, it's a good idea, right? Going greener. Okay, so me, yeah, definitely self-proclaimed tree hugger. However, there is things right? You cannot cut a society off that is operating on its consumption of fuel. People will freeze to death. People will perish. Famine will happen. You don't, you know, if you play any of these kind of simulator games or city builder games and stuff, you don't cut off everybody's mode of transportation and think that half your city is not going to die. Like those, those kind of ideas that I'm seeing portrayal right now. Yeah, sure. There's got to be some dramatic changes, but it could be done in a way that we don't have to just go at the fiat system in such an aggressive manner. Uh, like I believe right now we're going to see young senators, young congressmen, young Congress ladies that are going to be all crypto inspired over the next decade. The next decade is going to be the most impressive CK. One, one, one vision I have, like I like to share the vision. I have these strange idea thoughts and I can see this planet in the future. And I can see something that's going to happen and it's going to be Exxon and they're going to be sitting on every single pump jack. They're not even going to be a pump jack anymore. Every single um, uh, gas burn off is going to be contained. Most people don't know what that means. That is a, there's a massive amount of carbon offset coming out of them way more than all of us. And once that's all contained and captured again, that's going to change everything for this whole planet. I can't see a pump jack running anywhere. It's going to be energy creating Bitcoin. I don't even know what that all means in the future. I don't understand it, but it's coming. It, it, it feels like the energy industry is going to start controlling the money. They're going to become kind of like the new uh, Federal Reserve. You know, maybe that's a pretty extreme statement. But if they do this, then it, it stands to reason that fuel is going to go way up in price, right? No matter what. And Bitcoin itself is probably going to also go way up in price. And we haven't even mentioned Intel and um, 
and IBM are about to start printing ASIC chips. I think that's the biggest deal right now in North America. Wait till these big, huge, super mega farms start opening from IBM. The difficulty of Bitcoin is going to go skyrocketing. So this is, so is the price going to go with it. There's so difficulty much- is uh, the difficulty is going to start to become like a measure of the the ingenuity of the human race. So uh, our our ability to capture energy, produce better chips, uh, continue to move our technology forward is going to be measured in difficulty. So uh, I think it's going to be really interesting. Uh, I think this idea of like hash wars or uh, com- competition amongst different entities. Uh, I don't know if we want to call them nation states, but different, you know, larger entities in the future uh, will be true. And the crazy thing is like what Bitcoin does ultimately is it transforms like the exertion of force over time and space that it was p- previously uh, leveraged in battle and war. And it turns into something that's actually positive for everyone because it turns it into a monetary system that works for everyone and enforces everyone's property rights. Uh, So I think it's a beautiful, beautiful alignment of incentives and improvement. Uh, Satoshi Nakamoto deserves the Nobel Priest Prize, as well as many, many, many other prizes, all the prizes. Um, But Rick, it's been a great time. It's getting late on my end. Tomorrow is my long ass day. Uh, I don't know if I told you about the Bitcoin conference, but it's the ultimate Bitcoin event. It's the biggest Bitcoin event in history. It's much, much bigger than Bitcoin 21, which is where El Salvador, the president of El Salvador, Nayib Bukele, announced that they're going to make Bitcoin legal tender. He's returning to Bitcoin 2022, uh, and we are going to have 20,000 plus Bitcoiners, hundreds of thousands of crypto people in Miami. Uh, and it's going to be absolutely insane. I don't know when this podcast is going to go up, but maybe people can still get tickets. If not, you can catch all of the announcements and videos and content on YouTube at Bitcoin Magazine's YouTube. So um, that's all I got, Rick. Give the dates. It's been fun chatting with you. Give April 6th through the 9th. 6th through 9th? April 6th through 9th, um, yes, sir. And if they need tickets or do they need tickets? Oh, yes. Yes, sir. They need tickets. And how do um, they get tickets? You can get tickets at b.tc forward slash conference. So b.tc forward slash conference. You can get tickets there. There's a bunch of different ticket options. We are throwing a mother effing music festival at the end. So it's a four day event. The last day is a music festival. That's the Sound Money Fest. Lots of huge names there. You can get tickets to that super cheap. You can get tickets to the event at a reasonable rate. uh, And you can use promo code Satoshi all caps for 10% off. We also give nice. a, a nice discount for people who pay in Bitcoin. So we want your sats, pay in Bitcoin, get a nice discount. But it's going to be absolutely insane. If you're thinking, should I FOMO in? The answer is absolutely. And it's an investment in yourself. Uh, this is the biggest Bitcoin job fair in history, the biggest Bitcoin gathering in history. And it's just going to be absolutely, absolutely mind-blowing. So don't miss it. It's like Comic-Con meets uh, your favorite music festival meets Bitcoin. So be at Bitcoin 2022. Bitcoin Bitcoin Miami 2022, right? Is that what it's called? Yeah, no. so Bitcoin 2022 in Miami Beach, Florida. Yes, sir. April 6th through the 9th. Yeah, this is the big annual one. That I, I track the whole event, so I'm quite excited to watch and see how that all pans out. And then I know you got to go just before you go. 
So here is the coolest shout outs you can do. Give us a little bit of a shout out to whatever you think about NFTs and your favorite altcoin that you might because you said you're not 100% maxi and that's all we'll want from you today. All right. Oh man, put me on the tough spot. So um, I mean, obviously when it comes to the crypto space, the way I think about it is that it's Bitcoin and then it's the altcoin space. Uh, Bitcoin created sound money and, and took away the money printer from the world. But it also gave the money printer to the people when it gave them blockchain. So uh, with the invention of blockchains, uh, people could create their own cryptocurrency and their own tokens. And that's both a blessing and a curse. Uh, people get wildly rich printing their own cryptocurrencies. Uh, they get the benefit of the, the, the printing press. And that's going to be the foundation of a lot of future uh, companies and organizations uh in uh in the the crypto verse uh and then on the flip side uh you know a lot of people are going to get screwed big time when they should have just bought bitcoin so uh invest wisely uh you know generally invest in the large caps uh unless you know better and just keep it stupid simple fam so you know dollar cost average that means buy regularly consistently um a regular amount consistently uh, so do that with Bitcoin, you know, if you want to diversify it, do that with ETH and just work your way down. Uh, maybe do your own research, but that's all I'm going to say on that one. Uh, yeah, Rick, I love Bitcoin, man. And I love this space. I love investing. I love free choice. Uh, and yeah, I mean, don't ask my opinion on Ethereum, but I still own a little bit. Okay. Love it. Love your answer, man. Christian, thank you for coming out to this podcast. Really appreciate you taking your time to speak with me today. Yep. No, it was a great time, Rick. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, hope to uh, meet you at some point. If you watch the live stream for the Bitcoin 22 conference, you'll be seeing me uh, on the live stream. So I'll be uh, hosting a little bit. We we're going to be doing a news desk uh, in between main stage content. So uh, I'll be one of the the hosts there on the main uh, on the desk uh, at the end of each day, so uh, you can catch me there. Tune in next time. And make sure to check back for unedited and uncut versions.